Sean Rima, 9 till 11. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Seven minutes after nine on News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean. Hi. Phone lines are open. 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. Well, what are we going to do? What are we going to talk about today? What, what are you any big news stories out there that we can uh, kick around, or am I going to have to pull this entire show out of my butt? No. Well, we have the John Durham report, 300 pages. Uh, basically, you know, verifying what you and I already know. Jesse was talking about this last night on The Five. Um, wow. So, uh, four years, uh, uh, special counsel, John Durham released this report yesterday and his words, the DOJ and the FBI quote, failed to uphold their mission of strict fidelity to the law when it comes to crossfire hurricane. Um, we, we, again, I'm not telling you anything you don't know. Uh, the, 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 uh, Oppo research on Donald Trump uh, involving allegedly peeing on prostitutes at a Russian hotel. I know this may shock some of you, some of you idiots out there. Some of you Democrat vote morons who are listening to this broadcast might be a little shocked. But apparently that whole thing was made up by the Clinton uh, campaign in concert with the Department of Justice and the Federal Bureau of Investigation. It's all fake. Uh, I, I, you know, uh, uh, several folks have uh, looked over this thing uh, who are bigger brains than me and have said, well, you know what? It's entirely possible uh, that no laws were broken other than perjury. When Peter Strzok and uh, James Comey and all these guys were under oath and were testifying about this, uh, they lied. But they're saying there's not really anything actionable here in a legal sense, again, beyond lying under oath, which I think is kind of a big one. But, you know, I'm in my simple cave dweller's brain, I'm kind of kicking around. Well, wait a minute. They, they walked into FISA courts. They walked into a FISA court, stood before a judge, and said, we need warrants to uh, observe the Trump campaign, which I guess would include all electronic uh, communications, because uh, he's colluding with a foreign actor and it's a, a threat to national security. And the judge in the FISA court said, okay. Uh, even though that judge, I don't remember the guy's name, or one of the judges even said that, you know, uh, this was, I don't know, God, this was a while ago, a year or two ago, that the only basis for the FISA warrants was the so-called P dossier. That's, that's all they had. And what we now know, thanks to four years uh, on the trail there with John Durham is that not only did that not happen, which you and I already kind of knew, but Trump never even stayed in the freaking hotel. So all these guys, while they're you know going to a judge and saying we need to surveil this guy because uh, of what happened, uh, of what's uh, uh, talked about in in this dossier, and everything in the dossier was fake. So how'd they get the warrants? Uh, when John Durham says they failed to uphold their vi- uh, their mission of strict fidelity to the law, what he is saying is that this thing went political. They did things for political reasons. Uh, Martha McCallum, who is just, man, she's the only one left on Fox next to Gutfeld that I actually give a crap about. Martha is just a class act, but Martha was, and Martha don't hold back neither on what she's thinking. And she was, was saying this yesterday when this story broke. That very obviously we have two tiers of justice. I'm paraphrasing, but essentially this is what she said. Because you look at Hillary Clinton, and you and I can Google search the evidence against Hillary Clinton and what she did with uh, classified documents concerning her time as Secretary of State. She destroyed classified documents on email. She destroyed phones. She destroyed hard drives. Uh, this also involves lying under oath. I mean, there were there were there were mountains, mountains of actual freaking evidence against Hillary Clinton that should have warranted 
a serious investigation by the Department of Justice and the Federal Bureau of Investigation, and it didn't happen. They turned away from a case, in other words, with lots and lots and lots and lots of evidence to pursue a case with not only no evidence, but fake evidence. Now wrap your noggin around that for a second. Um, We're not... We're not on the road to being a banana republic. We are a banana republic at this point. It it, it really is. Now, now, again, I'm kind of like Jesse in that I'm not shocked by anything I'm seeing. We've been following this since day one for four years, <laughs> you know, and we, we, we've, been, we've been connecting the dots. This is just verifying what we already knew. And by we, I mean guys like me on the radio and media types and people who our public commentators, you know, and conservatives, by the way, and men of Jesus on top of that, men of faith. And, and we've been following this thing, so I'm not seeing anything I didn't know. I'm just seeing a verification of what I thought I knew. And uh, the the sad part about it, and this can really depress the snot out of you if you, if you allow it to, is that nothing's going to happen. I mean, I, nothing's going to happen. Um, the, the, the evidence for impeaching this president and getting his dusty ass out of office are legion at this point. And I, I choose that word purposefully and nothing's going to happen to him. Um, Peter Strzok, all these people involved in this family tree of corruption, nothing's going to happen to them. They're swamp critters. Trey and I just had to swallow our own vomit watching Lindsey Graham, who uh, was chairing the Judiciary Committee when this stuff was going on, saying, oh, this is horrible. This is a crime against the American people. You're a little late to the party there, Linz. He's swamp critter just like the rest of them. We are a banana republic. And this is something you and I have allowed to happen. Because it just didn't become that, okay, overnight. It just didn't ride in on Obama's shoulders, uh, okay? It's been in in its growth state. It's been in the chrysalis for many generations growing, okay, into the demon that it is now. The political class in this country holds sway uh, over our lives uh, in a very dark an evil way, and, uh, you know, this just confirms, I think, what we all sort of know. And again, it's one of those things where this should outrage everyone. Does it, it, shouldn't matter if you're a Republican, if you're mega, if you're a mega hat-wearing extremist, or you're uh, a liberal uh, D-bag. I mean, it really should. <laughs> it should. I mean, this is your government too, right? And this is how they operate. So I guess you'll be okay uh, when the Department of Justice and the FBI are weaponized against somebody you support. Then, you, I mean, if you're going to be okay with this, and if well, Trump is just so bad, it doesn't matter how they got. You know, it doesn't matter that they interfered not only with the election of 2016, verifying a lot of things Trump himself has been saying. They screwed with the election of 2016 by weaponizing the FBI and the DOJ. We also now know that this carried through his entire four years in office. There were multiple impeachments based upon Russian collusion. Yeah, uh, and they used it during the 2020 election. I mean, if they do that through the DOJ and the FBI, what, you're telling me it's unreasonable to think that they jacked with the election itself? You're the unreasonable person in the room if you think that? You know, come on, man. But I, I And I'm going to take a break here, and I'll take a call. I want to get your calls on this one because uh, I have uh, additional thoughts in regards to, you know, where, where's your place in all this? Where's my place in all this? This is the country in which we live. This is our reality now. Is that we have an evil and corrupt government at uh, at play here, and they hold sway over every single one of our lives, your life, my life. Doesn't matter that I'm on the radio. It's it's just I'm, I live here too, and I have some thoughts on that. We'll discuss that when we get back. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. First off, let me talk to Alex. Alex, how you doing? I'm up. Hey. 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 God, the hits just keep on coming. Don't oh they? yeah, it's great. Okay. <laughs> So let's let's get down to the meat and potatoes of this whole thing. Sure. Everything everything that you just said is factually correct, but there's more to it than that. 
this is like your attorney, your, your district attorney in your city creating evidence against a citizen, mm-hmm. okay, then going and arresting you, taking you to court, convicting you, and then they find out that he actually created all the evidence that they used to convict you. Right. That's exactly what the DOJ and the FBI did ever since 2016 because they knew that the Steele dossier was all BS. They created it. Hillary Mm -hmm. Clinton paid for it. $300,000, apparently. Right, right. Okay. All of the evidence is there. Why are all these people, why is Jim Comey still walking around free? Why is Brennan walking around free? Why are all these people that colluded to bring down the the legal president of the United States, why are these people not in jail for treason? Because that's exactly what they committed. Well, yeah, I'll I'll tell you why. I'll give you a short, quick answer why, and i got to take a break, okay? Because your government sees you as the enemy, and they are weaponized against you. Because, look, first off, if they could do it to a president, they sure as hell can do it to you or me, and they're going to be about it. Okay, so they're weaponized against you and me, the American people. But meanwhile, the wagons are circled around the swamp. Okay, the Beltway is more of a wall than we have down there on the southern border. And nobody gets past that wall. Donald Trump did. And look what happened. So, you know, that's why they're walking around. (laughs) That's why they're living their lives and showing up on CNN and getting paid lots of money from MSNB puke and all that stuff. I got to go. I'm just out of time. San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. I'm Sean. Hi. Is everybody having a good time? Uh, you know, I, I had a revelation last night, and uh, while I'm watching the coverage uh, of this uh, uh, Durham report, and it's something that's been kind of creeping up on me for a while now, because th- th- we, we are in a very interesting moment in history, I think we would all agree. And I don't care what your freaking politics are. We're, we're at a very interesting malleable uh, moment uh in 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 history and by malleable i mean we we just really don't know it's kind of impossible to predict where it's all going to play out what it's all what america's going to look like what the world's going to look like uh in the not so distant future given the direction this country is currently taking or the path that we're currently on and i know if you're a liberal idiot you probably think i'm being a jingoist or a nationalist or a nazi or something when I say we really are the shining beacon on the hill, we really are the the nation in a sense or the idea that is holding this violent and weird world together. Uh, if we weren't that, then why the hell do so many people want to get here? We represent, this country represents the most... I guess, human and humane style of governance that human beings have ever created in that the focus, and Trey's right, the focus is on individual rights, individual liberty. You, you have certain rights just by freaking being born, just by, being, just by being a child of God. You have the right to speak your mind. You have the right to hold opinions. You have the right to believe in God or not believe in God. You have the right to protect yourself. Yeah. You have a freedom of movement. You have a inalienable right to to privacy, in a sense. All these things enumerated in the Constitution and the Bill of Rights are what separate us from any other style of governance that has ever existed. And the idea of us, not to mention all the freaking financial aid and stuff that we send around the world to help out other nations that are sucking really bad right now, despite, you know, uh, not doing a damn thing for our own country, we go away as America. I'm not saying we physically go away. We go, what this is, goes away. The world is going to be a much different place and not a happy place to live in. I remember during the Arab Spring, when things were uh, going blanks up in in the Middle East, uh, I have a friend who uh, works for the State Department 
And I, I remember asking her, you know, what she thought about all the stuff that was going on. She says, this is what the world looks like without America. And we're there. And, and I, I've had a revelation, uh, that, and I'm already out of time, so I'm going to have to uh, come back and, and pick up here as far as what my place in all that is, because it can be very depressing and overwhelming when you really take an honest look at what's happening right now to this country. And the, again, the direction we're facing and the path we're on, it can take your breath away. It really can. It's scary, scary crap. And I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not trying to be a tough guy. I'm not easily scared or rattled anymore. But pff, this is just some surreal crap we're, we're seeing unfold before our very eyes. And you have to ask yourself, who are you going to be in that? I say all the time, then we'll take a break. I say all the time, you know, this stuff's coming to you. Whether you want to be involved or not, whether you are involved or not, I don't mean you, the majority of you listening to me, but the folks out there who don't follow, who don't pay attention, who just sort of accept whatever is handed to them as far as a worldview because the cool people are handing it to them, you know, wherever you are. Uh, it's going to come to you. That that fork in the road is going to show up in, in your front yard, and you're going to have to make a choice as to who you're going to be in this new world uh, and what you're willing to sacrifice. And we'll talk about that a little bit more uh, next half hour. It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. Info at your beck and call. The stunning developments. Stay tuned for updates. Just tell your smart device to play KTSA. And we're back. New Stock 550 KTSA FM 1071 938. Let's talk about my great revelation coming up at 10.05. I want to do a little pop culture crap right now and kind of uh, chill out for a minute. Not let the the forces of evil just swamp my soul. It's uh, I, I saw a, a story on uh, a new reality show. Uh, and if I'm being fair, I watch a little bit of reality stuff. My my wife and kid, I do. I don't give a crap who knows it. My wife and kid, my wife and daughter, they love that 90-day fiancé crap. I'll sit and watch that. Okay, I'll do a couple of Delta Nines and kick back with that stuff. You know, I will. I'm not lying to you. You know, it's insipid. I mean, reality show, let's just face We know what reality TV is, right? It's a scripted freak show, right? You know that. Yeah, As long as you embrace the freak show you know, and you know that's what you're watching. You don't actually believe it's real. It's all scripted. Hey, it's popcorn for the brain, okay? So Stallone, Sylvester Stallone is going to be in a new reality TV show about his life. He's doing a show with his daughters. He's got grown-ass adult, uh, daughters. They're, he's got like four daughters. They're all in their 20s, I think. And it's going to be about Sylvester. What, what's Stallone like being a dad of four daughters? Do- and they're all, my God, my wife's listening. They're moderately attractive, you know. And uh, I guess if you're into hotness, they're okay. Yeah, they're all right. You know, and, and so it's all about what it's like, because apparently he's kind of a weird guy when they bring the boyfriend home for the first time. Right. Shakes his hand and, like, breaks a few, you know, fingers. You know, as you should. As you should. You I've know. been known Are to you do... Well, I know you've yeah. been known to... But, I mean, imagine you're yeah. you're dating one of Stallone's daughters, and you meet, right. that, you meet that guy. Yeah, how you doing? Hey, yo. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll crush your head into powder if you hurt my little girl. Hey, you I'll know, kill you. She at home before curfew. We're going to throw hands. And then he does a whole side growl. I'll kill you. I'll kill you. I'll rip your heart out. <laughs> I'll rip your head off and crap down your throat. You know what I mean? He's like, uh, he's, he's, I'm sure he's a scary guy, short though he may be. I yeah. guess he's, you know. He's intense. He is. Yeah. So I'll probably watch it. Seems uh, interesting. Gene Simmons did this thing. It worked for him. It was a good show. I thought, yeah, I thought that was all right. I like the Ozzy Osbourne Ozzy one. Osbourne started the template for this yeah. or created that, the template. That show was that hilarious. That brilliant. Oh, I loved it. But then I started thinking, I mentioned this on Where at Rima. Then I'm flying up to Colorado, uh, Colorado is how you're supposed to pronounce it, uh, uh, this weekend my daughter is graduating college, you know, so I'm going to go up there and be there for the graduation. Excellent. But what I hadn't really thought about a whole lot until I saw this story is that I'm going to be meeting my daughter's boyfriend for the first time. Yeah. I've never seen my daughter with a guy. I've never seen her. I've never been around my daughter. She's dated a few other guys, high school through college. They're all schmucks. You know, I, I don't remember. I never met them, never talked to them. 
She's been with this guy for a while. He seems, and I'm, and 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 being all, you know, honest, he seems like a decent guy. He's he's very talented. They met through theater and all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, in fact, his parents, I think, listen to the show. They're from Texas. They live in Texas. I think his parents are listening. Right. Yeah. I'm going to be meeting your boy this weekend. And I've just, I, I've never been in this. I've never had this experience. This is the first time I, right. I will meet my daughter with a dude. Question. Yes. You're going to see them kiss. Ah, shut your mouth. Shut your mouth. I'll bury you. Adrian. I'm going to kill you, James. Don't you ever say that again. Rhyme is going to prepare for this by running up some stairs and punching sides of beef. Well, <laughs> well, more like Slim Jim's. A, a, a slow, <laughs> a slow you yeah. know, jaunt I'll, up the stairs. I'll beat a couple of pork chops up. I'm just... I'm just, I'm, you know, have you experienced this? I have three daughters, so it's happened several times. What is that first time like? Well, for me, I thought it was hilarious. But, <laughs> you know, for them, I'm sure it wasn't a lot of fun. But, you know. Were you, like, you know, threatening or were you? Oh, absolutely. I, I don't deny it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'll cut you up with a chainsaw if you have my little princess. My, my two favorites um, where I met uh, my oldest daughter Emily, right. her boyfriend Loic, who is from Toulouse, France. I met him. Oh, wow. I met him last year. Short guy. Sorry. Yeah. Well, uh, you ahead. know what? <laughs> Skinny jeans. Short, short enough. I meant Toulouse yeah. the trick. Yeah. No. Uh, but uh, so I I pulled him aside, and I said, "Now I know your English is kind of broken, <laughs> but I know you understand this. Whenever you think something bad, don't." <laughs> and then. Uh, I was in North Carolina with my youngest daughter, and I met her boyfriend at the time. It's some punk. <laughs> and he comes walking up, and he says to me, so you live in Texas? And I said, yeah. He goes, well, you don't come here very often. I said, no, but I can get here real quick. <laughs> I can yeah. get here yeah. very quick, man. Yeah, little dink. Yeah, yeah a little I, dink. And then I I'll asked the question, you. as we're standing there on, 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 the, uh, on the shoreline, right. I look at him, and I said, I got to ask you a question. He goes, what? Can you swim? And he goes, <laughs> he says, no. I said, you better learn. <laughs> you better learn real quick because you might be swimming with uh, the fishes. Yeah, you'll be sleeping with them. I, you Pissed know, me I, off one time. I'm out because, uh, well, two things, because I've been kind of thinking in my mind about for years, well, it's going to happen. That moment's going to happen. Yeah. And, you know, I don't want to be too much of a heart because, look, people get hurt in relationships. Yeah. You know, it, it happens. Right. So you can't protect your kid from, from getting hurt in a relationship if that's the way it goes. So I don't want to yeah. come off as a jerk. Oh, I don't um, mind at all. You don't I, mind at I, all. I think it's great. I, but, see, I have an ace in the hole. Okay, I have her stepfather, mm-hmm. Michael, who's a right. fireman. He yeah. actually was born, he's from Texas. Right. And he's a badass. I mean, the guy scares me. You know, right. so, so all I got to do is like, well, you know, hey, if you look, uh, I, I, we could do good cop, bad cop. You right. know, I can be kind of the nice, weird, arty old man. Hey, you know, I think you're cool and all that, but whatever you do, don't piss off Michael. Right. Michael's Don't piss off to, Michael, man. He's got access to and axes and high power hoses. Yes, and don't make me call Michael. I don't want to have yeah. to, you know, I get him like, I don't want to have to do it. Don't make me the bad guy. Don't make me make the phone call, dude. I want to keep Michael out of this. So but you, if you do something to my daughter, I'm going to call that guy. Are you Cagney or Lacey? And I might be in Texas, but he's right there up your ass. <laughs> and he's well armed. <laughs> You know, well, so that's anyway, good. I'm glad Mike is there because I was going to offer to go out with you just for that purpose. <laughs> it's going to be cool. I just, yeah. I've just never had the experience yet of yeah, seeing my kids. You just, you just <laughs> dude, have to man. remember. You have to remember what you were like at that. No, age. I don't want to remember yeah. that. And that's all I can. Oh think. That's no! All I think Why'd about you put that in my time. mind? Okay, I, I, I don't want to. No, if he's yeah. like me, I'll and kill that's him why for sure. I let them know. <laughs> I know. What you're thinking. I know every yeah. trick you could pull because yeah. I created the tricks. Right. As long as she doesn't call him daddy, right? Ooh. That would be very weird. I don't have kids, obviously, but if a girl calls the boyfriend daddy or hey, poppy or something like that, isn't that Bobby? Hi, poppy chulo. Why did you say that? Now that's in my head. Well, because they're going to kiss in front of you. That's you know, why. could you stop saying that? They're going to hold hands. Could you stop saying that? Right, look at Because let me experience it first, Aaron. They give each other a ah, look. Stop! Adrian! So anyway, you know. Yeah. That's my, that's my adv- dad uh, fatherhood adventure coming up this weekend. Right. Not only, uh, you know, brimming with pride, beyond proud to see my kid graduate. First, kid, first member of my family to graduate with a four-year college degree. 
But also, you know, uh, what am I going to think of, like, uh, the boyfriend? Is he, like, a communist, you know? Does he smell like patchouli? Is he... Uh, wearing a sh- if he wear if he shows up wearing a Che Guevara shirt, you know, then we might oh, have some I, issues. I pulled the dad card on even one of my nieces one time. Oh no, what'd you do? Well, I, I was up hanging out with them. This was years ago, uh, before I moved here. I was right. my niece, my sister in law at the time, and her husband were leaving town for a week, right. and didn't want to leave the girls alone. So I offered to go sit with them for a while because they like me, right? So right. I go over there. And my youngest niece is she's so beautiful. Her name is Erica, and she was probably sixteen at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she's sitting there in the living room with this guy. And I'm, I went out to go get pizza or something, and I come back, and here he comes walking out of some other room with a blanket. And I said, "Where are you going with that?" <laughs> Did he jump out of his skin. <laughs> <laughs> I bet the look on his face was hey, priceless. Hey, the kid's got some amazing bladder control. That's all I can tell you. I snatched that blanket and said, bad things happen underneath these blankets, and I don't want to see another one. Uh, yeah. I'll be cool. They broke up about three days later. About but three was, days later. Yeah, you I take cool no ownership. You were cool, right? Yeah. long as I don't have to go pesci on them, you know? Keep your damn hands to yourself. I got your head in a vice. Anyway, all right. 210-599-5555. No, seriously, he seems like we're, a good dude. We're very happy for you. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's, let's, right. we'll see what happens. But when they um, hold hands, just remember, you yeah, got to take a step back. Give them their space. Stop saying that. All right. I'm not listening. Can't hear you. Not listening. Kissing. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. It's Sean on Newstalk 550 KTSA. Sean Rima, 9 till 11. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Five minutes after 10 on News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean, hour, hour number two. Phone lines are open, 210-599-5555. Uh, yeah, so I'm watching the coverage yesterday of the uh, Durham report. You, you pretty much by this point know the details of this thing or, or the basic uh, chunky bits of the story and of the, of the over... 300-page report. Again, uh, what we have learned is something most of us, if you're paying attention, suspected anyway or, or sort of knew was going on. Now we just have verification after this four-year investigation that the FBI and the Department of Justice uh, basically ran with fake evidence that Donald Trump used to like to pee on prostitutes in Russian hotels. First off, when you really think about it, how freaking childish, man. These are grown-ass adults, man. Ooh, let's come up with a story that he likes to pee on prostitutes. That's icky. People will like it, and people did. And they walked into FISA courts with this crap. Uh, it, it, none of it is true. The uh, Clinton campaign p- allegedly paid $300,000 for this stuff, and then they took that stack of crap. That was their argument for Russian collusion. Trey pointed this out earlier on Where in Rima, and you, you will remember this too. Adam Schiff was like, I have concrete evidence of Russian collusion and was all based on this thing about the pee and the prostitute and all that stuff. And that the Russians were help, trying to help him win the election. All of it fake. All of it made up. Uh, and, and yet, uh, despite having mountains of evidence to the corruption uh, and the uh, law-breaking of Hillary Clinton, they turned a blind eye to that and focused their efforts on Donald Trump, and they harangued him and harassed him for four freaking years, I believe, as does Trey, that uh, they worked in collusion with China to release a pandemic on this world to screw up the second half of his presidency. And I believe they used the Russian collusion, which we now absolutely know is a bunch of bullcrap, I'd rather use Trump's word, but I can't, to affect the outcome of the 2020 election in which they were, well, let's face it, successful. That's where we are. Uh, Agencies of the government being weaponized against private citizens in a political contest uh, to uh, try to assure the outcome of one candidate over another, uh, this is uh, a standard stuff for the FBI and DOJ. They were weaponized uh, against who? Uh, soccer moms going to school board meetings about sex books for first and second graders. Oh, not to mention trannies raping you know young girls and teenage girls in bathrooms. That kind of thing. Those are the worst. That and guys like me who voted for Trump are the worst 
threats to this country. No, we're the worst threats to them, and so they are weaponized against us. If they did this to Donald Trump, you know, sure as hell, they'll do it to you or anybody else that they think is in their way. Uh, you know, and that, that's just, that's where we are. That's, that's our reality right now. And, and if you're, if you're not accepting this reality, it's because you probably vote Democrat and you're either a moron or a schmuck, uh, and either way, or maybe a little of both, maybe you're a moron and you're a schmuck and, and because you hate Donald Trump so much and you hate conservatives so much for whatever mysterious reasons you may have, most of them illogical, you don't care. And this is what kind of took my breath away yesterday as I was watching the coverage. I'm watching this unfold. And, and we, you know, a week ago or a week and a half ago, uh, when Comer came out with his report on the corruption of the Biden family, uh, the results of his investigation into money being laundered through these 20 companies the Biden family set up. I wasn't even aware of this until I heard Riccardi talking about it last night, that some of the folks inside the Biden family that received money from from either Romania or China, were like nine-year-olds, but they had a Biden. They had the Biden name there, so they got paid too. No, no, no money laundering going on there. Uh, and then we have, you know, frankly, an administration that's working in collusion with the cartels and the bad guys, uh, China as well, to bring people across our southern border with abandon because they want to change the political dynamics of this country so that they can stay in power forever and forever and forever. If you don't think we're at a very important crossroads in American history, again, you're either a moron or a schmuck. And by schmuck, I mean somebody who knows the truth, but yet, you know, uh, doesn't uh, accept it or turns away from it because it doesn't serve their, their own needs whatever those needs may be, ego needs, political needs, maybe financial needs. So we're at a very interesting point. And it is, it can be very depressing. For me, it's very depressing. It's very depressing in America to know that not only 90% of the people who are uh, charged or who have taken up the, the responsibility and the mission to be journalists in this country, to be members of a free press, one of the few that actually freaking exists on planet Earth, and be the guardians of democracy, be the guardians of freedom by holding government accountable, and yet they're working with the government. In fact, guys like Andy Cooper and, and the rest of these scumbags uh, very often take the side of the government, of the establishment, over the people of this country. It's who they are. They're propagandists. They're also scumbags. And it can depress the crap out of you. Uh, considering this stuff and realizing I'm sitting in the United States of America in the year 2023, where we really should be more us now than we ever have been. We've got the technology, got the vision, got the innovation, got all that stuff going on. We had a rocking economy. And it's all being corrupted and poisoned. That's really what's at play here. Uh, and I, you know, I, maybe it's because of what I do for a living. I, I had to, I, I tell you what, the, the Carlin factor is kicking in on me. Uh, I call it the Carlin factor. I, I growing up, uh, maybe it wasn't the healthiest thing for my little growing mind, but one of my earliest influences was George Carlin. My brother had the class clown record. I listened to it constantly when I was like nine, 10, 11, 12 years of age and followed Carlin my whole life. I just, I, I Carlin to me was in a sense what I wanted to be. And that's not because I agreed with everything he said politically. It's just I liked the fact that that guy told the truth of what he thought no matter what. And he made it funny, which is a kind of genius most people don't possess. Carlin said in a now infamous interview, I think with uh, Charlie Rose, that he reached a point where he realized his, his art, and he considered comedy an art form, which I do as well, couldn't really evolve any further unless he gave it up if he 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 had to take himself out of the equation is what he said and by that he means i stopped giving a crap about whether or not the human race makes it i took myself out of the equation by no longer caring about the outcome 
from his perspective, this liberated him because now he didn't have a team to root for. Now he could just be observant and speak the truth, no matter how awful or insulting or offensive it may be. And again, the word he used, I think, was liberating. And I'm kind of at that point. And it's not cynicism. uh, It's not even negativity. Um, I'm kind of embracing the scriptural charge to just worry about your own stuff and worry about the problems you face this day and don't stress about the other stuff. God will take care of it. Trust in God. This is something that Carlin didn't have, which I do, and that I trust in God uh, to prevail. And beyond that, I, I'm doing the same thing. I'm kind of taking myself out of the equation of, of the outcome uh, because you know what? There's not much I can do. I am blessed with the opportunity to go on the air every day for four hours and tell you precisely what I think. And it is a blessing and something of, in my opinion, a responsibility. And my responsibility is to be as honest as I possibly can about what I think about stuff. And so uh, rather than, from my perspective, to obsess on where this all ends up, I don't because first off, you can't predict it. I have, I have the faintest idea. I have no idea where this country is going to end up because of all this stuff. None. I have no idea what's going to happen next week. And things tend to happen in, on a big scale on a weekly basis in this country right now. I don't know. I just don't know. And I'm not going to go crazy trying to figure, figure it out or stress about it anymore. Because if I do stress about it and drive myself crazy, in a sense, the bad guys win. I believe guys like me, and I'm not putting myself on the same level with other folks, but guys like me, guys like Trey, guys like Jack Riccardi, women like uh, Dana uh, Lash, and, and all the you know men, women, the folks who are out there like Tucker and speaking the God's honest truth, just put the truth out there. That's our function in this society. That's the best thing we can do. The best thing I can do every day is show up and tell you exactly what I think without fear, without apprehension, without stress, without hesitation. So in a sense, I'm taking myself out of the equation as far as what happens to this country because you know what? There's only so much guys like me can do because there are legions of schmucks and morons that either, don't, that either don't know this is going on or are glad it's going on. And and you, what are you going to do about that? I don't know. country's either going to make it or it's not. It's largely the movement of young people. Young, This is the world you are inheriting and you are a part of creating if you're in your late teens, early 20s right now. I'm not going to have to live in this world when I'm in my 50s like I am now. Whether the country survives or not in its original form is up to you, young people. Uh, and you're either going to pull it off or screw it up. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. I mean, you're either going to keep it or you won't keep it. I don't know. So all I can do, again, is pray to Jesus, which I do all the time. Try to be a decent fellow in my personal life, which I'm getting better at. And show up here every day and tell you exactly what I think about stuff with no dog in the fight, with no bias, with no, I want this one to win over that one. I just got to speak the truth as far as I see it. And that's where I am. It's the only way, in a sense, I can remain stable emotionally watching all of this crap go down. Because it's so bad and it's so extreme, and, and our, our, our life is so infested, both at the government level and society, culture. We are so infested with evil and wrongness and darkness that uh, it, it'll make you nuts if you let it get to you. And so I'm, I'm just done. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to show up, do my show. Good luck with that. <laughs> I hope that makes sense. I hope I'm making sense. 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. take a quick call. Here's Greg. Greg, how you doing? Hey, Sean. It's hey. Greg. Greg, how you doing, hey, man? What are you um, thinking? Well, it's taken seven years for Durham to do this report, and uh, Mark Levin had it all laid out right after the 2016 oh, yeah. election. Yes, he did. Um, <laughs> and Russia. I mean... Uh, you know, nobody is a fan of Russia, you know, what they do. But 
just think how they feel, how the Democrats use them all the time. Oh, yeah. Saying stuff. And, and you're backing them in a corner. And then them getting with China, you don't know what's going to happen. So, well, anyway. I, I appreciate the call. Man. I, was, I, I tell you what got me it, when I knew something was fishy uh, when they started talking about Trump and Russia. I'm like, why would Russia want Donald Trump to be president? Don't you think Russia would more likely want Hillary Clinton to be president than a guy like Donald Trump? And I appreciate the call. Who is an unknown factor. Oh, did I just hang up on a guy I hadn't talked to yet? No, I did it. It was my fault. David, Uh, call back, David. Okay. Um, You know, at the time, I said, why would they want Donald Trump, who is an unknown quantity, who is a a, a very unpredictable guy, who's a businessman, who's a private sector dude, why would they want him to be president over Hillary Clinton? It never made any sense. You'd want someone like Hillary Clinton in the Oval Office if you're Russia. So, I don't Hi, this is Jack Riccardi, and you're listening to News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Stay connected. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. I'm Sean. Hi. How are you? <laughs> uh, let's go to the phones real quick. Uh, here's David. David, how are you doing? How's it going, Sean? Great, man. I, Another I, day I, in I paradise. What are you thinking? Well, like you, I am also meeting my daughter's new boyfriend this week, and I was thinking of the wise words of Duck Dynasty when he tosses in the shotgun shell and says it gets a lot faster after midnight. <laughs> what was that? The what does gets a lot faster? It, it, he tosses in the shotgun shell and tells oh. the boyfriend it gets a lot faster after midnight. <laughs> I, got, I, got, I see what it. you mean. Have her home by midnight, right? <laughs> Mm-hmm. Excellent. I'm not worried. Like I said, he seems like a really nice yeah. guy, and I've I've heard nothing but good things about him. And he's he is very talented uh, as an actor, and so uh, I'm actually looking forward to meeting him. But he's probably a communist. <laughs> <laughs> they're all they're, they're just graduating from a liberal arts college in Colorado, a dope smoking liberal arts college in Colorado. Both of them are probably communists at this point. Oh. You got that right. All right. I, I appreciate the call. I, what my my here's what I hope. Uh, thanks for the call, man. I hope that uh, you know with my because you know, look, I was a Buddhist liberal puke in college for a little while, but then I got out and I'd start paying bills and crap, and I got over that stuff. So I'm kind of hoping that's what happens with the kid. Like you know, she gets out in the world and has to start paying rent and stuff. <laughs> a lot of that, a lot of that uh, hippie crap kind of goes by the wayside when you have to start paying bills, baby. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. One more here, Mark. Mark, how you doing? I'm doing all right. I got one for your for your uh, first time meeting your <laughs> girls. What's that? Boy. What's that? Uh, well, I gave it to him in a manner a little different, but uh, I, I'll go into the story later. But if you just sort of Give him a bag with an adult-sized body bag in it. Jeez. Don't say any words. Just give him the bag, and it'll make a nice cuddling present. Right, that's, that's what. I'm sure my thank you, sir. I'm sure my daughter will love that. Right? Hey, Dad. Well, thanks for giving my boyfriend a body bag. We I really appreciate it. Yeah, that's such a cool thing to do when you first meet him. That's great. Thanks, Dad. Well, don't not you, embarrassing or anything. Don't you need the body bag? Not him. I need the body bag, but that's not because of him. I need the body bag because my wife might kill me at any given moment because I piss her off. So there you go. It's going to be fine. <laughs> Don't worry about me, son. Wait till you meet uh, Wait, you meet your, 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 your future mother-in-law. <laughs> yes, She's the one you should really fear, the, not me. Uh, I've had uh, the visions of the chancla coming back to your she head She almost again. took me out with a chancla on Friday night, man. That chick can throw. I didn't. I never knew, man. She can toss down. Hit me right in the square in the middle of my forehead, man. She what was across the room. What I don't even do? remember. Yeah. Some I said something she jive to her. Hard. I don't forget what I said. She's like, and my wife I can tell my wife's gonna engage in an act of violence when her, the bottom lip disappears. Oh man. You know, oh, and and just the yeah. ooh. Right. So I, I'll just tell him like, hey, if you if you and uh, my daughter end up you know together for a long time, don't worry about me. Worry about worry about the stepdad. He's very well armed. 
very dangerous man, right. and 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 worry about the, your your future mother in law because she's also a very. I myself live in fear of her of, of what she is capable of. So right. she's the one to watch. Me, I'm pretty passive, dude. Yeah, I'm a pretty passive guy. Just don't ask me for money. Pretty laid back. Yeah, <laughs> don't hit me up for no cash because that ain't happening. But you know, it's the wife you got to be worried about. And you've been told that he's an all right kid. Well, my 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 daughter's mom has known him for a while. I mean, he's been in her right. world for a while. It's not some guy right. I just you know met or whatever. Right. Yeah. This is your first time meeting him. This is my first time in meeting him. This will be my first time to meet him. To look him. Maybe I should just pull out the cheap Hispanic accent that I do. Yeah. I should do my Antonio Ben. No, I should do Khan. I have looked forward to meeting you, whatever your name is. <laughs> if you were to hurt my daughter, some bad things would happen. The Kobayashi Maru would befall your life. And as you know, young man, it is a no-win situation. <laughs> I will kill you. <laughs> I'm just trotting out every damn imitation I can right. do today, aren't I? One, one is bound to work. One's going to work. One of them will have the impact you're looking for. You've got the pinky ring. Make him kiss it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dangle it's your like hand. Pinky yeah. ring. Tang, yeah. Dangle your hand out when you first meet him and right. see if he thinks you're mafia. I'll just start talking. Pull up like, in your rented Yaris. No, I'll just, talk, I'll just start talking my South Jersey riff there. You know, I... But people think that I actually talk that way sometimes, but I don't. I grew up in Annapolis. We don't talk like like Goombas out of, you know, <laughs> Little Italy, you know. But, I mean, I, I could pour it on, though, when I have to, you know. Sure. How you doing, man? How you doing? Yeah, you look all right. Give him the ring, man. You got, what do you do for a living, eh? You do all right? You got a job? You got a job? Anyway. Bend the knee. <laughs> Make him bow. I'll, you and I will be okay as long as you show respect. Because a man who doesn't show respect can never truly be a man... I just pulled that out of my ass. I have no idea what that means. You were heading in the right direction. Though. Yeah. Uh, 210. I, you know, the world's coming apart at the hinges here. You know, we're really flying off the rails. Our government is uh, very, very corrupt. But once again, I brought up something personal, and that's going to be what they remember forever and ever. Yeah. And on when I get back on Tuesday, people are going to be calling up, did you kill him? Did you beat him up? Did you scare him? It's kind of funny. If he gives you a little can of beans, I'm giving him $1,000. Uh, oh, man. <laughs> Point, Jimmy. <laughs> 210 Hey, I could use 1000 bucks. Hey, how you doing, Mr. Ryan? Look, I got you a can of beans. I listened to your little hateful Nazi show the other day on the radio. <laughs> you kidding me? Are going trans? All right. <laughs> The ultimate role reversal. Oh, God. No. Let's take a break. Anywhere. Anywhere. Anytime. Anytime. And it's just wherever you need it, you can just go online and get it. Get the Sean Ryman Show wherever you get your favorite podcasts. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean. Hi. Phone lines are open. 210-599-5555. Let's go to the phones. Here's, uh, here's Tom. Tom, how you doing, man? Everybody uh, got a, had a comment about the boyfriend. Meet the boyfriend for the first time. <laughs> sure, go ahead, man. Okay. I'll let you use your imagination. You <laughs> tell him, you tell him, whatever you do to my daughter, I'm going to do to you, buddy. Okay. Well, I'm not going to kiss him. Sorry. Well, <laughs> use your imagination. <laughs> All right, man. I appreciate. It. I, I, you know, I'm. Not, it's not a big. It, it's going to be fine, man. Hopefully he doesn't show up in like a Che Guevara t-shirt. You know what I mean? Then we might have some issues, but I think it'll be fine. Be all right. But you know our audience. Yes. Yeah. This they there's many. I'll kill him for you, Sean. Yeah. I mean, you know, <laughs> there's many people who haven't got to do that in a few years because right. their kids are older. They're like, oh man, I would have done it differently. <laughs> Here's what I would have done, Sean. It's gonna be fine. Like I said, I like him so far. I've actually talked to him briefly, so on the phone, but he's fine. Uh, 210-599-5555, 210-599-5555. We're also dealing with, uh, well, the big story of the day, uh, John Durham. And also, uh, what was this business we heard of uh, that the uh, Department of Justice yanked the investigative team uh, at the IRS looking into Hunter Biden? Was that Garland that did that? Well, you know, <laughs> the hits just keep coming, man. 
Notice they did that kind of on the QT yesterday. They didn't make a big deal out of that yesterday while everybody was talking about the Durham report. Excellent. So, you know, the government's corrupt. The, the, they, here, here's the takeaway, okay, beyond what you need to do, and I, I am offering this as a bit of advice, and I don't give advice very often because when people take my advice, they just end up drunk and across state lines. Uh, you, you know, think about your own spiritual health and think about your own mental health in this situation, in this time we're in. Pray a lot. Uh, cause it, you know, you, you look at how bad stuff is and, and, uh, you, you know, it, one, one thing we, we say a lot and Trey says this a lot that there's nothing, there's no quinky dinks in politics, man. Everything happens for a reason. This Durham report is released yesterday when the other story kind of gets shoved to the back burner about yanking the ch- yanking the cord, if you will, on the Hunter Biden investigation, at least at the IRS level. Uh, the we, we have no attention span anymore collectively as a society. And the forces of evil, who mostly are largely our politicians, uh, take advantage of that. And they take advantage of the short attention span via the media. Uh, in that uh, when a Chinese balloon starts floating across America, you start talking about something else real quick. I will say that, and we're, you know, so uh, what, what's the shelf life of this story? You know, I think we all pretty much agree that probably nothing's going to happen. So are we still going to be talking about this story a week from now? Because here's the dealio, we should be. But sadly, we probably won't because there'll be something else to talk about. I will say this. I do believe uh, if you want to get Donald Trump reelected, this is absolutely the way to go about it. Because you know what? This benefited Donald Trump more than anything else. It really Because now he's validated. It's indisputable. Uh, and I don't know who the, who the tall hippie chick is on the five there uh, with the Russian-sounding last name. I can't think of what her name is. She's kind of like the token liberal on the five. When, when Geraldo can't make it, her schedule's too busy. And and she kind of voiced something that I think is what the talking point is, which is, well, you know, Donald Trump used Russia collusion uh, throughout his presidency. It benefited him, and it's probably going to benefit him now uh, because he could talk about it, and it'll probably help him on the campaign trail. In other words, hey, don't be so upset by it because it's going to help Trump. Think about that crap for a second. Think about that being the concerted response. They got somebody got I don't know who sends out the talking points, but they got together and said, you know, this really works for Donald Trump. Let's let's focus on that. And then maybe uh, people won't focus so much on the fact that their government is blank. And I mean the S word and is weaponized against them. Let's get them to focus on how much this works for Donald Trump. Then don't forget that we're a bunch of lying criminal scumbags. Find what you're looking for. Local news coverage, local traffic. It's all waiting here. Locally oriented, which I like. On News Talk 550 KTSA. Local radio that's important to me. And FM 1071. Yeah, man. I love that, too. News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. I played that when it was new on the alternative rock station that I worked for back in the day. Speaking of which, I don't know. This is so funny. I, I, I'm Liz Fair. I'm a huge Liz Fair fan. Uh, a buddy of mine turned me on to Liz Fair in the early '90s, and I've been a diehard fan ever since. She cusses. I like when she cusses. And she just announced earlier, actually late last night, that she's uh, doing a new tour. In celebration of the thirtieth, the thirtieth anniversary uh, anniversary of her signature piece, which was "Exile in Guyville," which is a great record, independently produced, just a great record uh, at a time when you know "Boys to Men" was top of the heap. You know what I mean? And she's doing uh, dropping the f bomb and in, in these little alt songs, little punk songs, and yeah. so she's doing the thirty year anniversary of that record. She's going to perform the entire record. She's going to be in Austin in December, and I I need to be there. I'm such a fan. But my wife is not so much a fan, and I'll tell you why. 
and Don Morgan, I don't know if you're if you if you're a big Liz Fair fan, but my wife is like she. I played some of her records when we're driving around, some of her CDs because I'm high tech. My wife's like, she's just an angry white chick. Why do I care? Why do I care if some white, some foul mouth white chick screaming and yelling about her life? I don't care. She's just an angry white chick. I'm like, yes, she is an angry white chick. That's what I love about her. Actually, you know, I think that's really the reason why my first marriage broke up. Because I got to meet her briefly. Mm-hmm. I fell in love. Uh-oh. I'm not usually into white chicks myself. But, I, man, I fall in love with Liz. She's just, yeah, she's just tiny. She's just widow. And she's from that Yankee hotbed of Connecticut. Too, she's from so. that Yankee hotbed, that's right, of Connecticut. She drops the F-bomb a lot. Which is and when I a first met her, I just like, oh, there you are. And I think it broke up my first marriage. Could be. Aside from all the other stuff I did. Well, know. did you play <laughs> divorce song for her? <laughs> yeah, I should have. <laughs> so, but my wife's not a huge fan like I am. Right. But, you know, but sometimes. I want to go. I got to see her, man. But, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but sometimes when you go see an artist like that that you're not really too sure about and you see them live, you know, oftentimes you leave and you have a whole new appreciation for them. Not my wife. No, no she'll still hate her. So? No, but, uh, you know. Right. <laughs> maybe not. I don't Probably. know. <laughs> like, for years, I never cared for Garth Brooks. Right. I, I just never cared. And then, I, I, you know, my wife thinks he's great. So we went to the concert when he was here. Oh, that's right. Yeah, and I thought, you know, <laughs> he you put totally out a really good I had a, right. I had a good time. I haven't listened to any of his music since, mind you, but I had a good time. And he put on a great show. Well, maybe so. that'll happen with my wife. Yeah, if maybe. I get to the uh, concert. You, know, you should go. Take I her with Oh, I'm going to go. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to go, buddy. Buddy pal. I'm going. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I play so much yeah. of this song, James. Turn that bad boy up. Supernova. Yes, sir. I have been all over the place. I mean, she wears an astronaut helmet, a mini skirt, and no bra. She's how, Liz Fair. How man. can you not appreciate that? Look, Liz Fair came uh, about the same time, came around about the same time as Nirvana and you know the grunge moment, right? And she's really—I don't think she's ever been given her due as the queen of grunge and the queen of punk. I mean, she so. nobody. No. Well. Uh, before Alana started dropping the f bomb, right. it was Liz. Well, you know, everybody everybody paid so much attention to Courtney Love and because, well, Courtney, yeah, yeah. Poe was also around the same right. time with right. her. But Liz Fair was, I think, the first. I mean, she th- this was a little record that that I think yeah. the first issue was on. Like she just dubbed tape, you know, copies on tapes on yeah. cassettes and handed them out. Right. She plays guitar. She that's plays sexy. guitar. I mean, it, I I I think her music's great. I just lo- I love her music. Polyester Bride. A lot of people diss that record. I thought it was a great record. Yeah. Uh, Whip Smart's a great rec- record. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got the. She did. Uh, Which album is Why Can't I Be On? Which mm-hmm. I don't remember. Because there was the, there was one record that really wasn't that great when she, like, she was kind of convinced to do pop stuff, right? And she it really wanted, didn't she work wanted for her. That Cheryl Crow, Sarah McLachlan. Yeah, movie. and it just didn't really play well. Yeah, there you go. Is this it? Why yeah, can't, why I? can't I? What yeah. record was this off? I can't see. I it must it doesn't sound familiar to me. So it's got to be that one that new rec, newer record. Yeah, I don't remember this one. It's yeah. a good song. Yeah. Don't, hey, make sure you dump that quick though. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't get a lot of airplay, Liz. Yeah. You know, but, we had to uh, play the edited version of that one. Yeah, yeah. we play. I mean, Polyester Bride was a big hit back in the late '90s. That did pretty well, right? So anyway, I'm I'm a huge fan. My wife's not so much of a fan, but hope maybe she'll be convinced. Uh, oh, she'll probably have a good time. But you know, she does a good. Show. I like Liz because she doesn't dance around. She doesn't do a lot of crazy crap. She just stands there with a guitar and plays, and does her songs and her great tunes. That was from the album Liz Fair. Oh, that's one of the new ones. It's got to be. 2003. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Now, she, I'm not as familiar with that stuff. She did a record last year she put out. I think it's called uh, Sober something, Sobriety or something like that. Because she's also another one who, uh, like many in our generation, who Soberish. had a lot of, had a, what is Soberish? Soberish that's it. That's a good record. Who, you know, kind of had her journey with drugs and alcohol like we all have, you know. And so that was a, that's a good record. Uh, so anyway, she's coming in December. My wife doesn't like her, but maybe I can convince her to go see her with me anyway. If not, I'll go with you. You go with me, James. Oh yes, me and For James. Liz? Are, me and James go see Liz, man. Yeah. So anyway, uh, I we have what I consider to be the first selfie from 1998. I met her backstage, and I had one of those disposable cameras. This is before cell phones are really a big deal. Yeah. And she thought that was because I wanted to take a picture with her, and so she grabbed the camera and held it out, and we took a selfie. 
Right. And my ex-wife was convinced I'd had an affair with her <laughs> because of the selfie. Because we looked like... Like you were having a good time. Yeah. Well, you were both probably really high. I don't know. We were. <laughs> look at my eyes. Yeah. Take a look at that picture. It's on my Facebook page. <laughs> yeah. I'm high and drunk. And uh, I think she is, too. And it was a great right. night. Excellent. <laughs> what I can remember. Uh, anyway, uh, let's talk to uh, Tom real quick. Tom, how you doing? Well, I'm been better, been worse. Right. Yourself? About the same. Yep. What are you thinking? I think we've got, I'm, I'm thinking that we really need to stop and uh, figure out what's going to happen in the, in the world in the next few days over what's happening here. Because if we don't fix this from what's happening with our government and all these people lying. We're going to lose the country. Doing it. We're going to lose the country. Everything. We are losing the country. Without a doubt. You yep. know, you're not going to have to worry about what you say to your no, oh, I don't. I don't worry about it at all. <laughs> at this because point in my life, there's not going to be a there's not going to be a country for him to for them to right. grow up like we grew up. In. Well, so I, you know, I, I, like I got to go. I'm just out of time, dude. I, mean, I hate to cut you off. I'm just up against the wall. Thank you, James. Thanks, Elaine Rodriguez, our executive producer, Don Morgan, and my good brother Trey Ware. Spread the love. Don't be a jerk. Bye.